Hi, and welcome to Hack the Net, where every week we delve into the darkest recesses of the internet to find something interesting or even comprehensible. I'm Matt Headlamp Heron. Uh, I'm Jeff Gearshift Kowalski. Did I use Gearshift? Oh no, oh no. Probably. You gotta save that for when we start doing car racing names. (laughs) Yeah, when we get into the Mad Max stuff. Uh, I'm Louisa Canary in the Coal Mine, Heron. I didn't you realize. really piggybacked off my one, huh? I did, yeah. I'm like, are we going to start anything? <laughs> are we going to do 80s uh, striking coal miners in the south of England? I'm Jeff <laughs> Minecart Kowalski. There we go. That's good. There we go. And Big Thunder Mountain is my favorite roller coaster. What's you guys' favorite roller coasters? Ooh. Ooh, favorite in the whole world yes. or Disney specific? Whole world. Okay. Does it have to still exist? No. No. And it shouldn't. Okay. Actually, <laughs> the best yeah. one ever was the Big Bad Wolf at Bush Gardens. Mm, why was it good? Okay, so it did this thing where it like rose up and up and up like all roller coasters do, but at the top where you do the drop is the edge of a cliff. <laughs> So you go down, but you drop down way further than you climbed up, and it freaks you the fuck out. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Also, you're plummeting. It's, like, one of the first uh, hanging coasters, and you, like, plummet right down into the river and then suddenly swerve out at the last second. It's very good. The plot of it seems to be that you are a werewolf and you're running through, like, a... A German, like, black forest town, medieval huh. town. Um, but then suddenly pretty- you can fly <laughs> to escape. Uh, I think the idea is that you, the wolf, jump into the river, but you, <laughs> okay. the, the rider, don't want to get wet. <laughs> okay, fair mm. enough. <laughs> Uh, I yes. believe I believe the plot of it is that you uh, got your stomach cut open and filled with rocks and then thrown <laughs> into the river. Yeah, maybe. Uh, now, I my favorite roller coaster is the Hulk at Universal Studios Florida uh, because it is does it a coaster because the theming is a bit thin on that one. Uh, it does a fun thing where you're in the seat and the guy doing the countdown, the like recorded voice, is like. All right, Professor Banner, we're about to start the experiment. Wait, it looks like something's gone wrong, and then you're suddenly going 60 miles an hour over Orlando, Florida. <laughs> uh, we, we've talked a million times, but we love the idea of a ride that's like, oh, wait, oh, no, something's going wrong. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we all love that, and that's why I love the Hulk coaster. Uh, um, does the Tower of Terror count as a roller coaster? Well, I was going to say. Sure. Because yes. that's... If we're talking about theming, that yes. that ride has the best theming of any ride. Yeah, you can just go do the line and then get out of the line and have exactly as much enjoyment of the ride. <laughs> no way, because the best part is when you're going through that, like, ghost hotel on your little car, and then you get to the end of the, the track, and then there's the eyeball floating in front of you, and then the eyeball turns into a point of light, and you're like, oh, what is that? And then you realize that that's outside, and you're falling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was very good. That did was you guys, scary for me, though, with the drops. Did you yeah, guys go on it after it was, like, computer-randomized? Yes. yes. Oh, man. So good. I went on twice <laughs> in a row, and the first time, it was like we waited in the dark for solidly 30 seconds, <laughs> and then it opened and dropped us, and that I was like, this is a nice standard experience. Second time, we dropped in the dark, and it opened yeah. while we were falling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, oh, very good. it's so good. Even watching that ro- roller coaster, that ride from outside, if you're sitting somewhere nearby and seeing those doors open and hearing the screams, is oh, very that's good. The, that's <laughs> the best part of any theme park experience is when you walk around and you get close to a roller coaster, you can hear people <laughs> going ah in the distance. <laughs> I love that. 
I like that in one of the later roller coaster tycoon games, they sort of built that in because if people walking by a ride get to see the ride, they get more excited about it, mm. which is true in real life. There's a very good video of um, on the Defunct Land YouTube channel I talked about a couple of weeks ago. There's a, a episode about the version of Space Mountain that they made in Euro Disney. Have you guys heard about this? No. So the guy who made it was obsessed with Jules Verne and tried to make a Jules Verne themed um land in every park he ever worked in. He <laughs> tried to make one in Disney World and then in Disneyland and then in Tokyo Disney. And finally he got put in charge of making Space Mountain. So he made it Jules Verne themed. Um so that you when you get in the car instead of like a very weird plot about you being I guess interdimensional UPS drivers which seems to be the plot of Space Mountain everywhere else. Yeah, I was never clear on what that the, was. The plot is you get in a car and then you go through the Baltimore Gun Club that are building a giant gun to shoot a bullet at the moon, like the plot of <laughs> From the Earth to the Moon. That's the uh-huh. real plot of that real book. Yes. Um, and then they load you into a bullet and then you get into a giant gun and then you see up to the moon and it shoots you and that the gun is like on the side of the building so people outside can see the bullet that people are sitting in come out of the gun and then there's a huge blast of steam and the bullet goes down into the the ride but from outside it looks like they got shot up into space as people are screaming and it looks so fucking cool Oh, that that rules. I want to do that. <laughs> yeah, it's closed now, but ah. it's really good. I never liked the real, well, the, the Florida um, Space Mountain because it's so windy in there that it just makes your eyes water the entire time and you can't concentrate. It's just, I mean, it's the same thing that you were just talking about of like, I mean, even more so because the Hulk at least has a, oh God, something's gone wrong plot. Mm-hmm. The plot of Space Mountain is literally nothing. <laughs> yeah. You get in, you're in line and the videos are all talking about, like, safely mailing packages in outer space. Yeah. And then you get into a car, and then for some reason you're flying, and then that's the end, I guess? No, it's normal. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know about that. It's totally regular. story. Yeah, uh, I like a story. That's why I like Big Thunder, Thunder Mountain, which if the listeners don't know, uh, the idea is you're in a little mine car, and then the mine car goes out of control, so you're uh, going all over the place like a roller coaster. And then also you're going through a mining town in the Old West, and there's a flood because the storms have brought water down from the mountains and the mine has ruined the ground. So it's super amazing. You're trying to outrun a flood. Yeah. Uh, what's your favorite plot on a roller coaster then, Matt? Oh, there's so many good ones. I mean, the problematic nature of Song of the South, it kind of ruins uh, Splash Mountain, which is otherwise an extremely good plot. Mm. That's got but, a good fake out. It has buzzers that are like, mm, I don't know, you probably shouldn't go there. You're definitely going to die if you keep riding this ride, they say to you. <laughs> yes, it's very good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Um, I don't know, there's a lot of good plots. The, we talked a couple weeks ago about the like Back to the Future style mm-hmm. where they just project a movie in front of you while you shake around. Yeah, that sucks. Mm-hmm. I don't like that one. That type. you like Star Tours. I don't yeah. like Star Tours. I just like that it is Star Wars related and Star Wars <laughs> I enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I mean like the the new weird ones that they did at Harry Potter World or whatever it's called is uh, are pretty pretty good hybrid mm-hmm. of those two. Hmm. Yes, the special mm-hmm. effects are good. 
It's very weird, though. I, Jeff, you haven't been on the Harry Potter ones? No, I haven't been to the Harry Potter world yet. Maybe this summer. There's a... The the main rides both kind of have this to different extents, but the one, the main one that's in the building of, of Hogwarts is you, like, riding a broom to help Harry do something or whatever. But the... Um, that's not quite it. <laughs> You're on but, an enchanted bench because you and two other students, so your group of three, are, like... Enchanted yeah, bench? because you are new students and you have not been taught about brooms yet, but oh, yes. something has gone wrong in the castle, so they need your help, <laughs> so they enchant this bench so the three of you can fly along, and then that's your car of three people. I see. So, But it's not really a car, because all four people are in their own little hanging thingy. Yeah, like a harness, and, yeah. And it, like, turns as you go, so you're set side by side sometimes, but sometimes you kind of separate a little bit, mm. and, um, like... It it does a pretty good job of like you're you're watching a movie of Harry Potter flying over a Quidditch tournament and your your seat is shaking and rocking or whatever and he's like oh no we're going into the the woods with the giant spiders and then it swoops down and then there's an animatronic giant spider jumping out at you and then you mm-hmm. see another video and then you see an animatronic Dementor attack you and it's like it's a pretty good sort of best of both worlds of there being a lot of plot told to you by actors and then a lot of robot monsters. Okay, that's fair. (laughs) So. Uh, Even though I don't care for Harry Potter very much, I found that ride to be probably the best medium for telling a story in a roller coaster. Hmm. Yes. Yeah, I thought that was good. Uh, I mean, Harry Potter is one of those things that's like, the main way you should experience it is probably via theme park. (laughs) That's true. I I mean, that's true of a lot of things that we all love, though. Yeah. I like that they're a little roller coaster for the Harry Potter world, like the one for younger children, or anyone, but especially younger children. Uh, Children of all ages. It wasn't weird for me to ride it. (laughs) (laughs) I I read this one. It's a flight of the hippogriff, and the theming of that is supposed to be that this uh, roller coaster, which looks like a big wicker uh, hippogriff, is for kids who need to learn how it would be when you ride one, but you can't ride one yet because you're too young. Huh. I thought no one was supposed to ride hippogriffs because they will murder you in the Harry Potter mm, fiction. I don't know about that, but this Impossible is supposed to be to training, know. and it's fun. It's a cute little roller coaster. Yeah. So anyway, uh, what did you do this week, Jeff? Uh, 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 <laughs> the brakes fell off of my car. Oh, oh no. <laughs> Uh, it was w- such a disaster. Yeah, I went to go drive to a party that we were all at, and uh, I pulled away from the, the sidewalk where my car was parked, and I heard a, like, clunk, 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 and then my car was like, I don't want to move anymore. So I was like, <laughs> okay, maybe I ran something over. I'm going to back up, go park back in the spot I just pulled out of. And I did that, and when I got out of the car and looked, I'm like, there's nothing under here. Okay, uh, let's go see, did we run something over in the road? And the thing in the road was a brake pad still hot from having just been rubbing up against the tires to make my car stop moving. Um, <laughs> how how long ago did you ha- have you had your brake pads replaced? I have no idea. That's not a good number. No. Um, the yeah, main... But Jeff's car is quite old. Like, there's a point where you're like, how much money am I going to spend on something like this? Yeah, it's just like, even if I had had the brakes done recently... Um, the caliper just rusted through. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's nothing I can do about that. So you say so the does first... this mean you need to get a new car? Uh, I texted my mom to be like, hey, I'm gonna scrap the car because the brakes fell off of it. 
Uh, yeah. And she was like, oh, okay, uh, we already got you another car. Oh. I was like, oh, uh, what? Okay, cool. Awesome. Yeah. So That's we, some good news. I'm yeah. I'm thinking you might have to decide whether or not you even wanted a car living in the city. Yeah, I don't really need one to get around, but. That's awesome. But it is nice that you and all of our other friends who live in New York always just ride in your car <laughs> to do anything outside of the city. Yes, that's true. Um, I I think that it will be good to drive a car that isn't um, 26 years old anymore. I think it will be nice to drive a 2006 Subaru Impreza, which is what I will Ooh. be driving. Sounds yeah, really when good. I first got my car, it was a brand new uh, 2007 Honda, and the first, like, two years of driving it, I felt fucking bulletproof, because I was like, mm-hmm. this thing is so well-made and brand new, there can't be anything wrong with it, I don't have to be worried all the time driving, yeah. my like car- I was before that for the car I bought for $400. Yes, my car <laughs> is a 2012, and I got, I got it new also, and when I did, it had USB ports in it, and I was like, oh my god, I'm in the future. I've never had a car that didn't have a cassette player. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh man, I don't know anything about this this car, and I'm really hoping that uh, it has like Bluetooth or something. Because uh, mm. I was driving a rental car on the way to the party, and ah, uh, uh, it ruled. It was a <laughs> it was a 2020 Toyota Corolla, and it was so oh, yeah. so nice to be driving a car that was like brand new. Mm-hmm. Did it have a touchpad? I do like those ones that have a, like a yeah. touchpad in them. Yeah, it did, which I didn't particularly enjoy because I think it's weird to just have an iPad yeah. attached I to the like dashboard. It's too distracting to me. Yeah. Well, you don't use it all the time, but it's very helpful. And like whenever I have rentals for work trips or whatever, you know, using navigation on that thing instead of your phone is fucking incredible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't have that option because it didn't have the app for it, but. Gotcha. Uh, I don't know. Although it's it cool. very fun to, to log into the Bluetooth audio thing on those and look at all of the people who paired their devices and forgot to delete the profile. Yeah. This, uh, this one. <laughs> had a maximum of five, so I had trouble pairing my phone, because I didn't like, know how to delete them. <laughs> but I, I did get so, it done by having Chris read the manual. <laughs> so many of the, like, Chevy ones do this thing where a lot of a lot of things that connect to your phone via Bluetooth do this, where it requests access to, like, your email and your text messages and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so it downloads a portion of your history to have there in case you want to look at it. And yeah, so you, if you forget to delete your Bluetooth profile out of there, I, I can read your emails <laughs> when I get that car after you. Mm, I deserve it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Jeff, you said the first uh, way you noticed there was a problem with your car was that it stopped moving, but if the brakes fell off, I feel like you would have the opposite problem. There was like a clunk, clunk, clunk sound, and then it like ground to a stop, I guess, because the brake pad got like jammed in there or something. Oh. Uh, and then when I reversed, it fell off of the car fully. Well, that's um, good. It's a lot better than the opposite happening while you're trying to drive. Yeah, it would have been pretty bad if I was on the highway and it was like clunk, 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 caught in the tire, car flips oh, yeah. over, all of us die. <laughs> it oh, immediately yeah. bursts into flames. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I feel like this is what emergency brakes should be for, but I don't think it would actually help you very much. Yeah. 
Uh, it was fine. It ended up being fine. Um, and by fine, I mean I'm going to get $220 for my car to be taken away by the garbage man. Ooh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what I'll spend that money on. I'll probably just put it in the bank and spend it on a road trip for with my new car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, break her in. and tear on that new car, yeah. <clears throat> got a couple farts in that car. Get some miles on there. Eat some beef jerky and fart it up. Uh, is, <laughs> no, this a, is this a euphemism? Yeah, it's a euphemism for farting a lot in your new car so that you can make it your own. I yeah. see. Is that is that what you did? In your car? No, I haven't seen it yet, oh. but I will. <laughs> okay, good. Uh... <laughs> I have all right. It looks like it's got a CD player, but okay. no, but no, uh, no tape deck and no Bluetooth. So it probably has an auxiliary audio port, though. And yeah, for like maybe. Bucks, Doesn't you say. Can get one of those Bluetooth receivers. That's what I have in my car. I might just, just, I might just take the nice radio out of my current car and put it in the new car if the new car's radio is bad. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. Spend your two twenty on that. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to use lose your Sirius XM. <laughs> I wish. No, I don't wish. I have Spotify. No, one wants that. Uh, no I don't and even have to. Into my car, and every once in a while they give me three months for free, and I enjoy those three months and then do not sign up. But mm. they keep giving them to me. Well, they they don't know how to get people to listen to them anymore. <laughs> yeah, they don't. <laughs> because they are offering literally a negative service. Yeah, you... Hey, would you like less options on what to listen to? Mm, it's pretty good. The stations are pretty good, but not worth money to me. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, uh, what did you do this week, Louisa? <laughs> uh, we did go to a party. Ah, like, thank God. Because <laughs> our friend Holly is moving from uh, New York City all the way out to San Francisco. So <clears throat> I'm furious that you brought this up, even though we were all there. Yeah, I'm so <laughs> mad at you. You can talk about different things, because I made cookies for this party, and I made sugar cookies, because Holly requested them. And then I made chocolate chip cookies, because those are my favorite. <laughs> I like those. I like that uh, unicorn sprinkle vibe you gave the sugar cookies with the pink and purple. Yeah, that was fun. You made us bisexual cookies. (laughs) Nestle now makes unicorn chips, which are just vanilla chips, but they're pink and blue striped instead of white. So I started from that point, and I'm like, do I have pink and blue sprinkles? Of course. Do I have pink and blue sugar? Yes, of course I do. So (laughs) I had a theme. Do I have way too much time on my hand? Yes. (laughs) Yes, of course. I feel like my uh, hoarding of decorating materials is uh, kind of a throwback to our childhood, Matt, because I, I've always loved chocolate and chocolate chip cookies. Yep. And when we were kids, sometimes I would want to make them or have them, and we fucking never had chocolate chips in our house, because <laughs> yep. our mother doesn't think that's very important. <laughs> so yep. now I have to have chocolate chips and chunks and every type of thing at all times. I uh, I just got a bunch of reusable piping bags, because it makes me mm. feel guilty to throw them out, um, but... But, like, until that point, I, for the longest time, I went with the exact mentality that our mom instilled in us of, (laughs) oh, just get a Ziploc bag and cut one of the corners out of it. Yeah. (laughs) Just so bad. And I was like, why can't I decorate cakes good? (laughs) And the first time you have a really thick filling and you squeeze that bag and it just rips all the way along the seam because they're not meant for that. Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So, I made cookies, and it, it actually brightened my mood a lot more than I thought it would, just having them with pink and blue decorations in them. So that was Yeah, 
Honestly, like, making a thing taste good is nice, but making a thing look good makes me feel (laughs) even better. Like, way better. Yes, I agree. Even if it doesn't taste as good, if it really looks good, oh boy. Yeah. Uh, speaking of not looking good, I made cheddar scallion biscuits that looked pretty disastrous, but tasted pretty good. So no, they look okay. good. Biscuits they are were, supposed to be humble. I mean, yeah. They look, just look like biscuits. I feel like there's they were drop biscuits, mm-hmm. uh, and if anyone doesn't know the difference, drop biscuits are the kind that you scoop out with a spoon and then drop onto mm-hmm. the, the sheet to cook them, as opposed to rolling them out and then cutting them out with like a biscuit cutter. Okay. Um, uh, I heard drop biscuits were like a cryptid in Australia. Mm-hmm, that's right. They fall on your head and <laughs> suffocate you to death with biscuits. Yeah, okay. Quick. Yeah, that's the way I want to die. <laughs> oh, man. Wouldn't, isn't that the dream? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, I think that probably biscuits that are cut out with a cutter look nicer because they are, like, Rounder uniform. Square. Yeah, yeah. But uh, but drop biscuits, I think, taste better. So Yeah. That. Yeah. No, they were very good. And we had lots of all kinds of good food, and it was really nice. Yep. I don't know if I should say anything. I don't have a lot. <laughs> should I pass this off? Uh, I mean... It was fun to sit in a tent with all you guys. <laughs> I feel like <laughs> I felt bad because I wanted to hang out with Holly more because it was a party of us all hanging out with Holly to say goodbye. But also, I didn't want to be like, hey, Holly, stop, be- stop being sociable at your party. Yeah. Yeah. She did have a lot of family there, so she had to sort of yeah. make the rounds of talk people. Yep. Hmm. So, all hopefully, right. the, the, it's so wild to me that technology advances have made it so that it's much easier to hang out with people who live in California like many of our friends do now, Mm -hmm. and yet the time difference (laughs) just makes it impossible anyway. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Uh, We need to just have all the times be the same in America. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's dark out here at 9 p.m., and it's light out for another three hours there at 9 p.m. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you're the saying this like at what, 3 o'clock in the morning here? <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, stay the same and they change. Oh, okay. <laughs> you're saying it like it's wild, but that is what we did with seasons. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, that's oh, true. Winter yeah. is, it's cold in the northern hemisphere. Oh, it's 95 degrees in the southern hemisphere? Fuck you guys, it's still winter. Yeah, Chris, well, no, it's, uh, it's summer down there. What? Hold on. Well, I mean, I guess so, but... It's still December, it's just December is a yeah. summer month in in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, yeah. but there's a, definitely a trope of snow at Christmas, which doesn't even happen here. <laughs> like, where that's, we live yeah, in the Not northeast. anymore. Well, you yeah, know, well, no, hold on. Never, it, it never happened. Where, where I am in the mid Atlantic, it would snow maybe once out of 20 years at Christmas. It always snows later than that here, but it's still also, like, we're, established. We're all dying. Well, mm. yes, but even apart from that, we have this idea of it's going to be snow for Christmas, which is true for what, like 10% of the world that celebrates Christmas? Yeah, but I'm still dreaming of it, Louisa. Oh, okay. Mm. As long as we've got that to hold us together. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so. uh, oh man, it's already time. What? For what? For a, what? For a wiki, right? No, Matt, God damn it! Matt, what did you do? Every week you can't count to three. <laughs> oh, I thought he, Matt already he went. Did me saying Matt talked about so roller Matt, coasters? Boy, Matt. Yes. What did you do this week? Uh, well, I thought it's been a while since I brought a video game thing, which is kind of the thing that I usually bring. So I wanted to talk a little bit about. I, I mentioned it briefly to Jeff last night, but I played the uh, demo that everyone's talking about for the new Final Fantasy VII remake that is coming out in March or April, March. 
Now, what remake, remake, don't ask me. I don't know. Is it like Link's Awakening, where it's basically the same game, but they no. update the graphics and stuff? No, it's completely different. It's oh, okay. the same story, but told in a completely different way. I mean, the, huh. the first one came out in 1997, mm-hmm. um, and it was on the PlayStation 1, and it was laughably bad graphics. Now, like was that the insane. one? I remember in the 90s, it was like a big upset that Final Fantasy was going to be on a platform that wasn't Nintendo. Was it that one? Yes. Yes. Okay. This was the okay. first one that was not a Nintendo exclusive. And part of the reason why was because Square Enix was angry that Nintendo wouldn't bring all of the Final Fantasies over, which is why our Final Fantasy 3 was Je- Japan's Final Fantasy 6. Right, right. Okay. So Final Fantasy 7 came out after Final Fantasy 3 in the United States and confused the hell out of everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the first 3D Final Fantasy game. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was each character is made up of like seven polygons total. <laughs> yeah. Um, which is very amusing in that at the time, I feel like that led to a lot of the characters having a very angular style. And now mm-hmm. when they have good graphics, trying to make those characters look like human beings is hilarious. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like, I uh, Cloud, I almost said Fox McCloud again. I said that last <laughs> night too. His name was Jesus. not Fox McCloud. His name was Cloud Strife. Yes. Mm-hmm. The main character of Final Fantasy VII. Um, he has a very spiky hairstyle, which is just mm-hmm. an anime thing, and that's fine. He also has a sleeveless turtleneck sweater, which is great. <laughs> which I love, personally. <laughs> because I mean, he's a fisherman, I but love he's how also, stupid it is. What? He's a fisherman, but he's also a twink, so yes. <laughs> he yeah. has to represent both sides. And he's not wearing full armor, but he is wearing, like, maybe hockey pads, where he's got one mm-hmm. uh, what is it, pauldron mm. like, shoulder armor thing yeah. that's strapped on with three, like, bolts bolted through it. <laughs> sure. Right into his skeleton. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe. I don't know he why is, you would do that. He is some kind of genetically grown Superman, right? Is he? I deal? mean, do you want me to tell you about the plot of Final Fantasy VII? Because I have a lot of very strong feelings about it. Uh, I don't. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, anyway, but, um... Yeah, it's it's funny to see these design choices that were clearly made because they were like, well, we have to make this character look somehow slightly different from this other character. Mm-hmm. Let's put three spikes on his shoulder. <laughs> and now somebody, some poor sap had to be like, I guess they're bolts. <laughs> <laughs> I always think about that when people try to do cosplay of, like, um, Princess Peach, mm-hmm. where every piece of her clothing has to have one gigantic jewel that is about four inches across. Yes. <laughs> with, with no dimension to it, no facets or anything. It's always a Cabicon. But the reason for that is because it was just one pixel at one point. Yep. <laughs> and it, it really makes you think about when the people were making uh, Super Mario Odyssey and they had to make du- New Donk City where there are humans and then there's <laughs> Mario and then there's Pauline who is somewhere mm-hmm. in between the two. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's like... Carmen Sandiego is who she is. She's human-sized, but has the horrible, deformed features of a Mario. (laughs) Yes. She has eyes bigger than her hands. Mm. Uh, so anyway, it's, mm. I didn't, one of the challenges is that the demo didn't include the part where you first learn about materia. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the best thing in Final Fantasy VII mechanically. Mm-hmm. So I'm very curious to see how that will work 
in the final game. The final um, fantasy. Yes, mm. in the final fantasy. Ooh, got him. Because I feel like Final Fantasy, I guess, six on had the amazing, uh, mechanic of ha- I well I'm going to say 6 on and I may be wrong but they had the amazing mechanic of being able to give characters equipment items and then those equipment items taught the characters new spells and mm. techniques and stuff like that I love which was that. called uh what was it called materia in Final Fantasy 6 as well No uh remember Final Magicite Yeah okay Oh right uh, Magicite, and then it became Materia in Final Fantasy VII, and then I think it was Materia after that for quite a long time. Um, and, like, that fucking owns Bones. It's so good, <laughs> it makes your characters customizable, but in a way that's not, uh, just... Uh, uh, easy and thus dismissible. Mm. Like, the character, you have to work very hard to make your character the way you want them to be, um, and I love it. And I hope that they put that in there in a meaningful way, as opposed to, like, oh, well, if you equip this materia, then Cloud slashes his sword 10% faster. Mm. Or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting distracted because I looked up this new Cloud <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> the new game, and it's freaking me out. <laughs> He's very weird. It's basically how he looks in Smash Brothers, right? Yeah, but he's so small in Smash Brothers. You don't really ever get to see him up close doing his thing. I guess I so. Smash Brothers, so. Uh, I like I I like the old kind of bad looking art. Mm. Um, the like just like from the manual, and then you have to extrapolate. Yes. When you play the game and be like, oh, I guess that's what he's supposed to look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I have yeah. to Even imagine then. while I'm playing it. <laughs> Even then, the drawings of him in the manual were, like, sort of chibi-ish, mm-hmm. as opposed to these grim, dark, photorealistic men. <laughs> he's got two belts holding his cargo pants up, I've noticed. <laughs> yep. I feel like between Cloud and Vincent, the two most popular characters from Final Fantasy VII, Mm -hmm. that was how uh, Square Enix started going down the path of belts and zippers in a way that became (laughs) unhealthy for them. Yeah, Yeah. this this was, I think that this was the first one where the belts and zippers guy did the character design, Uh, Tetsuya Nomura. Uh, oh, he designed Final Fantasy VI characters as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, sense. there definitely was some of that in the manual art for, like, Sabin. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he, uh... Was, I feel like in VI, also- though, it was more medieval, where it was a lot of tassels <laughs> and, like, fancy buttons and stuff, and yeah. it didn't become zippers and buckles till later. He wasn't, yeah. he was, he was, uh, first the main character designer on Seven, so that's why it really, uh, mm-hmm. digs in. Like, he replaced that guy who does all the beautiful paintings in the first six. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, and then he also designs all the characters in Kingdom Hearts, as you can tell by looking at Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yes. Uh, Some of those characters are just buckles and zippers. Yep. Nothing else. Oh, man, I really like Cloud's design in Kingdom Hearts. It's really stupid. <laughs> uh, his buster yeah. sword is covered in bandages, and he has one black, like, devil wing. Oh, yeah, he's got, like, a robot arm instead of a real arm nowadays, huh? Uh, no, it looks like he has regular arms. <laughs> Not in the pictures I'm seeing right now. Huh. Is it fan fi- fan art? No, it's like a little maquette. Is that what they're called? Those little fancy action figures that don't move? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I usually see them called, like, vinyl statues. Oh, yeah, that is a robot arm, huh? Yeah. It's like a no, s- it's a gauntlet, you guys. That's a gauntlet. He's wearing a gauntlet. Uh, <laughs> he is! Look! Shh. Oh, I my know. goodness. I know what a gauntlet is, <laughs> yes. but 
The one I'm seeing has below his pauldron an arm that is just gears and winches and shit with uh, steel straps around it. And, like, there's okay. clearly no flesh. Okay, but oh. you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'm not seeing no flesh. I'm seeing, like, flesh, and then yeah. it connects into the stump of, uh, like, his stump is shoved into this <laughs> robot hand. It's just a gauntlet, you guys. Maybe. Give you Click on link. more pictures. Keep going, and you can see that he's wearing, like, straps around his arm that holds the gauntlet onto his arm. Yeah, well, maybe. in the one that I'm showing you right now, which is an ad for a store that I guess is selling it. Yeah, it is selling it. Yes, I see that. This, right. this one. I'm getting this ready to look at it. Robot, robot arm. It's not a robot arm. Those are straps around his bicep. <laughs> yeah, those are straps for like uh, you said. No flesh. There is very clearly flesh oh, yeah. on this. D- only to the elbow, though. What? Are you what? Saying? No, there's then flesh. It's a gauntlet. There's flesh. Uh, He's wearing a gauntlet at the bottom, a brown gauntlet over whatever robot hand he has under there. All right, hold on. I'm sending you a picture. <laughs> I I think <laughs> terrible for the listener. Okay, no, I think that there's a solid chance that his his hand from like elbow to wrist is is roboticized, like, because it looks as if the... It's not. It's not. Okay, <laughs> please let me finish. I all of them all the way to the Yeah, end. but you, you don't ever get to look at his hand. He's just there as a boss fight. Yeah, but I would think that they would put it into the game as, like, a plot point. You would think? Cut his hand he, Do you think know, that? Why would you think you that? All the Metroids fast enough, then you mm-hmm. do get to see him take off his <laughs> My <laughs> uncle who works at Nintendo says if you yeah. find Yoshi on the top, the top of the Mushroom Castle, he'll eat your arm. Yeah. Uh, no, I think just because of how tight the metal is around what would be his arm, I think that that is a, a viable uh, interpretation. But the place where Louisa is completely insane is thinking that the metal straps are around a metal arm, which they are clearly not. I said yes. from the Did elbow. Did you look at the picture yeah. I sent you? Of the one from uh, Smash Brothers? Yes. You can yeah. see it's a much closer picture, and you can see that his dumb pauldron with the three bolts through it <laughs> has some, like, <laughs> hot topic straps off uh, coming off of it that go around his bicep. Then you can see his human flesh elbow going yes. down into a cloth bracer that has metal bands around it. Yes, I agree with you, but these two designs are different enough that I don't know what's canon and what's not. In what way? Yeah, no, different. these are the same. Go They're this again identical. And again. They're not. <laughs> Why not? Even the belts are different. Like, <laughs> these characters don't look the same. You can. What are you saying? You can, I'm looking at the two pictures side by side right now. They're wearing okay. the same belts. From shoulder. From four sh- of them. From shoulder. One brown, then two black, then a th- fourth brown one at the bottom. From shoulder to elbow, it's very clear that he has a flesh arm with metal strapped to it. I don't know what you're talking about, Louisa. Yeah, I know you don't. But I'm you not might need a higher anymore. resolution screen. Louisa. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> Either way, I like think eyes going on with his arm it looks like he has one of those braces that they put on if you are dealing with weak bones because of polio. Really I will looks. say, yeah, he does I have polio. That's kind of his forearm gauntlet does look like an iron lung. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, he he is <laughs> he is suffering from polio. That's part of Kingdom Hearts three. Yeah, <laughs> but just in the arm. Yeah, that this I do remember oh, from the bad. games. Yeah. All right, I'm going to send over the thing that we're going to talk about. Uh, okay. Right. I do love the fact that so many people take Cloud as a character so seriously because he's such a, like, sad sack depressio. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in Kingdom Hearts, it was, like, him 
like being torturing himself infinitely for not being able to save his true love and then fucking Donald Duck comes up to him and is like, "Hey, cheer up, buddy." <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think that's what Donald Duck sounds like. Uh, well, no, no. <laughs> can you can you give it another shot? No, no. <laughs> I'm saying don't. Yeah. Please? <laughs> oh, it's dumb. It yep. is dumb. Um, have we not done this one done before? Have we done this one before? It yeah. feels like we have, but we haven't. What did we do before? Somebody, was it back? Well, yeah. Somebody look real quick on our catalog and see what the other one was that was like this. Yeah, give me a second. I swear to God. <sighs> Hack the net notes. I'm gonna control F villains. Yeah, nope. We did is- the heroes wiki. Did we do bad guys wiki or something? Yeah, we definitely did one that was about, you know, anti heroes and characters that were antagonists. <sighs> villains wiki. Nope. Mm-hmm. This is the only one Jeff, on here. We're not asking you to look for villains wiki. We're asking you to look for bad guys. Yeah. I see. Bad guys. Nope. Anti, nope. We did heroes, I think, is the issue, and we talked a lot about anti-heroes. I would have sworn. Yeah, there was something definitely that was specifically about villains. Okay, let's see. We did Wiki Answers Anime in episode three, then Con Worlds, then... No, I'm gonna go through all of them. I'm sorry, we have to. (laughs) No! Yeah. Uh... Yeah, I don't know. Headhunter's Hollow Suite, maybe. Do we want to re-roll or just try to forge ahead? But oh, I have such. I mean, we can talk why about would... villains again, but I'm certain we've done it before. Uh, why would we re-roll? I'm like certain we didn't do this wiki. <laughs> well, two of us say that we have. <laughs> All right. Mm. Yeah, let's go to the website. This Wait, wiki is hack the net not on weaponized language anymore. Yeah, it is. Not by name. Uh, okay, because I'm looking at the list of podcasts, and it says Creepy yeah. Podsta. Oh, I just didn't add it to that menu. Sorry. Someone's PC. So okay, it's just on the home list. Yeah, and you can click the category to bring all of them up. Ah, I got you. Um, I don't think it'll bring all of them up because I tried to do that the other day. Wait, why don't I just look on my podcast app? That'll list all of the titles in sequence accurately. This is great radio, you you guys. <laughs> I know. Well, uh, it's it's literally more important to me than anything that we know exactly <laughs> what we're thinking of before we continue. Okay, here we go. Oh, I, I scrolled horror house, but too I don't far think back. Harry Potter. Is it so whackishly <laughs> random? No. <laughs> that's I mean, what that made you villainous. so angry. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, boy. We did the Pokemon wiki? <laughs> yeah, yeah, remember but you hated it. Not Bulbapedia, yeah, though. Heroes Wiki Avatar. IT Law. Come on, why did we do that? It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good one. That's pr- pretty much my job, as we talked about on that episode. Yeah, you had to recuse yourself, and then you didn't say anything for an hour. <laughs> yep, that's true. Yeah, we definitely didn't do Villains Wiki. Sorry, y'all. We did the Klingon Dictionary. Yeah. That's a good one. They were villains of the first... Maybe it was the Headhunters one where we talked about how much people idolize the bad guys. Yep. Uh, Villains Wiki is one of the major ones. Like, this is one of the ones that I've seen before and heard of. Yeah. Mm. I've definitely been to this before. I, I don't know why I would have done it outside of this show. If you, I don't y- go to fan wikis. If you Google any bad guy, this is always on the first page of results. Hmm. All right. Okay, well, anyway, this this is maybe the first time we're doing an actually relevant wiki, then. <laughs> yeah, that's why we got so thrown off. Like, this can't yeah. be right. <laughs> 
Uh, so villains wiki there. I'm seeing like a just a black background with like red swirly explosions or something in it. Oh, um, I I've, I've seen I've pictures seen, of villains. Yeah, yeah, okay. Tiled red pictures of uh, a whole bunch of villains from a bunch of different things. Godzilla's on there. Red mm. Skull. Uh, Freddy Krueger. Aku uh, from Samurai Jack. Cypher Bill from Gravity Falls, Voldemort, Frieza, Frieza. Doctor Doom, yeah. Frollo. Judge Frollo. Okay, well, <laughs> fine. No, we're gonna keep going. Uh, that swirly guy <laughs> face from Naruto or Bleach, I don't remember which one. So, uh, Ulver, Ultron, Doctor Wily, Darth Vader, Giovanni, the Riddler. And the words okay, villains wiki are in a like a vampire-y kind of font, and that's in red. Yeah. And then it says home. And it's one of the pages that has scrolling pictures of major things. Oh snap! They have a they have a different uh, pointer icon for this. Wiki. Oh yeah, it's a little That's red. Cool. It only shows up when I when I hover over the image, the like headline image. Yeah, I think yeah. whenever you hover over any active, like, if you click here, then it will do something, it Ooh. changes. That's fun. So categories of book villains, and there's a drawing of Moriarty. There's comics villains, and there's a comic panel of Thanos. <laughs> Video game villains have no idea who that is. Why does and- Moriarty look so friggin' busted in this drawing? <laughs> <laughs> and the last one is movie villains, and it's the hookhead. Uh, is this I Know What You Did Last Summer? Not sure. Yeah. Uh, that video game villain is Geese Howard from Fatal Fury. Okay. Yeah, they couldn't think of a more uh, culturally relevant video game villain. Uh, he's so cool, though. <laughs> he looks he's like a not cooler dumbass. than Bowser. Uh, he's definitely the cool- coolest and least slobbish guy in the world, <laughs> as we've all determined. I might like <laughs> Bowser more, but I would definitely say that Geese is cooler than Bowser for sure. But he's not cooler than Sephiroth, the coolest villain. Mm, I think Sephiroth You're is a tryhard villain. Goalposts, <laughs> Matt. What's that, Louisa? I said you're moving those coolest villain goalposts. Yeah, well, <laughs> I had to keep coming up with more cool villains, and the coolest one is Sephiroth. Is he's good. got an angel wing, you guys. Oh, yeah, he's a real tryhard. What about Ganon that everyone knows and loves? Yeah, Ganon's a good one. Which Ganon? He's a pig man. Which oh. Ganon's the best one? Uh, oh, probably calamity. the one where he's got weird gray skin and like red sideburns. Like that's the one everyone really loves. I, think I don't know. I kind of like him when he's a big pig monster. <laughs> that's also very good. But if you have to pick one picture, I'm thinking of the one where he's a guy. Yeah. There's multiple. There's three. <laughs> Breath of the Wild. There are three different versions where he's a guy. <laughs> Which one? The one uh, from the Smash one I Brothers. said. Where he has dark gray skin and, like, red sideburns, and I forget which game that is. So, like, Twilight Princess? I couldn't Just do Smash you. Brothers. Smash Brothers one. The Smash sure. Brothers one is Twilight Princess or um, Ocarina of Time, depending on which yeah. one. That's yeah. fine. All of those are Oh, uh, they're so different, though. In the new Smash Brothers, I don't remember, but does is Ganon's final Smash turning into Calamity Ganon? Because that would be very good. No, he just turns into a pig. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Connery Ganon was a genuinely terrifying monster. Yeah, he was. Yeah. When oh, I got God. to the end of that game and he <laughs> explodes in that, like, fountain of darkness, I'm like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Even the lesser ones in the Divine Beasts, where he's, like, a monster that doesn't really have a face. They're all horrible. Yeah. That's true, although uh, the one where you have to use Magnesis to move metal poles into his body to get him struck by lightning, I was like, Mm -hmm. this is some video game-ass shit. Yeah. (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Like, it's hard to be 
genuinely afraid. Like, the thing that games like Resident Evil 7 and, like, uh, Evil Within and stuff like that do well is that even though they are video game-ass video games, a lot of the encounters with monsters are just you being like, oh, fuck, I have to get my gun out, fuck, oh, god! And I feel like that's how I would react to meeting an actual monster. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I know I have a gun here somewhere, fuck. Wait, hold on. I don't think if you were rolled up on by a monster, like, right now you'd react that way. Well, no, but I mean, if if a human reaction to zombies in the world, if you had a gun, would be like, oh my god, this is freaking me out so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, But Link is a problem solver, see, that's the thing. He always does puzzles. Yeah. And he loves guns, so he always has uh, his hand where his hip be at, so he's ready to go. Let me finish reading about this. Yeah, tell me more. The Villains Wiki. The Villains Wiki is a mirror version to the Heroes Wiki. It is dedicated to creating a database of all known villains from all known media. And that's all I'm going to read, but there's a lot about what kind of media, etc. Uh, uh, no real world examples is in the rules. I love that. <laughs> that's good, because then you'd have fights just about that and nothing yeah. else. Yeah. I like that the villain for headline, don't know what that means, but like the featured villain is the Daleks from Doctor Who. Yep. Who are a shitty villain? Can we talk about this? <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I love how crappy they are though. I know, they're great, but like <laughs> the thing about the the fact that in Doctor Who they keep on trying to make us actually afraid of these trash cans is yeah. very ridiculous. It's fucking cheating that they can have them like teleport themselves wherever they want instantly now. No, they're supposed to trundle along on their terrible wheels. <laughs> yes. And you can kick well, them over at any time. I feel like at first they were introduced and like they were so shitty just because they couldn't do better and now for a while they were shitty and it was a joke. Mm-hmm. Like, the joke of it was, look how shitty these guys are, why would anyone ever be afraid of this? Mm-hmm. But then at some point around the Matt Smith era, I feel like they were like, no, actually, you should be afraid of these guys. And I'm yeah. like, fuck you. <laughs> I won't be, though. I won't. It doesn't matter how many times I see them turn somebody into a skeleton. I don't care. Yeah, they suck. <laughs> You're too jaded for this. Yeah, well, look, show me them, like, I don't know, plucking out someone's eyeballs is torture, but if you just laser a skeleton out of someone, that's how everyone wants to die. Mm, oh, man, not me. How do you imagine just instantaneously being turned into a skeleton? Yeah. So you didn't even have to, like, worry about rotting away or your flesh getting all gross, like... (laughs) Yeah, it would be so embarrassing if someone saw you dead and you are partially rotted. (laughs) Yeah, that's embarrassing. (laughs) Yeah. That's not a joke. I think about that sometimes. (laughs) No, I want, uh... Oh, God. I, I, um... I want to die in a blaze of glory. Okay. Yeah. No, definitely a, a hail of uh, incomprehensible lasers for me. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, are you doing something heroic, or...? Ma- no, Matt's gonna die of a laser tag by <laughs> falling off one of the uh, yeah. buildings. <laughs> I feel like I'm that guy that they kill at the very beginning to show that they can. Yes, mm. you're the red shirt. Yeah. So. That sounds about right for you, sure. Yep, I do. I'm wearing a red shirt right now. <laughs> I mean, it's a sweater, but still. (laughs) You still gotta dress for the job you want. (laughs) Yep. So this is a pretty competent wiki, it seems like. It has a lot of pages and sections. Uh, The Cybermen are scarier than the Daleks. Mm, Disagree. They can walk around like robots. I agree, Cybermen are pretty scary. Uh, 
they uh, currently have 45,647 articles. Louisa, why do you keep trying to distract away from us talking about oh Doctor Who villains? Because you always want to hear these basic things, so okay, I'm going to say them. Okay, and that's true. 290,578 files. Nobody else has given us which, how many files before, so. Yeah, I don't even know what that means. I don't either, <laughs> but it's an impressive number, so there's yeah. that. Get well, back to whatever you're saying. The nope. thing is, you remember when the Cybermen did that thing where the heads, like if the he- if the human part of the head had rotted out, they opened up like uh, like clams and tried to clamp onto somebody else's head. Yes, that was scary. That was good. Yeah, that was pretty scary. And Compared I like their to design. These fucking trash cans. I just don't get it. I like their simplified faces. I think they're very good. Yeah, I also like how they don't think they're bad guys. Mm-hmm. That's, like, key for an actually scary villain. That's why I've said this before, but the scariest Disney villain is the one that's represented on this page here, which is Mm -hmm. Judge Frollo, because he thinks he's the hero of his story. Yeah, Yeah. your favorite thing is villains who think that they're the hero. That's the only kind that is even, like, realistic at all. Yeah. Did Mm. Moriarty think he was the hero? I don't remember. I know he was a diabolical genius, but... I mean, I think his main thing was that he thought that Sherlock Holmes was, like, too cocky, and so he wanted to take him down a peg. Which I guess, I mean, it's certainly more realistic than a, you know, well, I just want to destroy the world because I'm the evil one, which is a lot of these villains. Yeah, that's true. I kind of like that in a villain, though. It just seems dumb. I like like both. I like both kinds. (laughs) The (laughs) thing of it is... It, it is a, how should I say this? It, it's not necessarily an impossible thing for a person to feel that way, but I feel like the kind of person who is inspired to be like, I'm going to be the villain of the story is always such a shitty loser. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and they true. always think that they're as cool as the villains in, in like movies and TV shows and stuff. But the people who actually act like the villains in movies and TV shows are just people who are either motivated by thinking they're the hero, like a, uh, like a religious zealot type, or people who are motivated by just greed. Like, they don't think of themselves as a hero or a villain, they just only ever think about their own needs. Yeah. Matt, I will push back and say one genre needs a villain that doesn't have any dimension, and that is a horror movie. Mm, yeah, that's true. Uh, Although, like, Freddy Krueger, as time went on, we learned, I mean, he was still pure evil, but we learned more about, like, why he does this and what he did. Yeah, it was because he was a pedophile that got burned to death. (laughs) Yeah, but a pedophile is a a real, real kind of evil as opposed to nightmare demon, which is not a thing that happens in real life. (laughs) Hey, when you're right, you're right. Yep. Uh, yeah. I feel like that bit of backstory wasn't to humanize him, but it was to add to the horror that if you were parents who did this terrible thing because you were trying to stop an even more terrible thing, that wouldn't be enough to save you. Yeah, I think also they wanted to... I mean, I think that that, the, the good thing about that is that it makes it so that Freddy's desire for revenge combined with his, like, horniness for hurting kids Mm -hmm. uh, makes him into a scarier villain than if he just wants to murder because he likes murdering. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I gotcha. Like, if in this in a weird way, I mean, I don't know that he would think of himself as the hero of the story, but, like, he's motivated by what he sees as justice. Yes, that's true. Yeah, he is trying to get revenge for himself, yes. Also, he's a pervert. (laughs) 
And he's a pervert, so he's getting justice through pervert means. Mm, nailed it. By so, the way, that's my favorite of the uh, Phoenix Wright games. <laughs> justice through pervert means. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, isn't that most of the Phoenix Wright games? I guarantee there's a Flash game on Newgrounds that's about Phoenix Wright getting horny with his clients or whatever. <laughs> Gross. Uh, so we've established that the greatest villain is Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Maybe. Should we talk about, like, which of the villains on this uh, this background is the most evil? Well, I can't see the background, so... Oh, that's right, you can't. Let me try reloading the page. What if I hack into it by doing that? Oh, I did. It worked. Nope, they've gone away. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> He was there for a second. Darth Vader is on here. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think of him as a, like, a major villain, but I was, I felt like they really undercut him on account of him being the sidekick to another villain who was, like, better at it. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. that whole villainy was part of, like, the hierarchy of villainy, right? Like, there were supposed to be stand-ins for the Nazis in that way. Yes, that's true, but I feel like, again, in the, in real life, a lot of the Nazis felt like they were doing something good. Right. And with Darth Vader and Emperor Palpatine, like, they constantly are talking about how Emperor Palpatine doesn't really trust Darth Vader because he knows that sooner or later he's going to betray him. And that works in a movie, but in real life, you couldn't have a sidekick like that. (laughs) Because you'd be like, alright, sidekick, I'm going to take a nap now. Ah, you almost got me! (laughs) (laughs) You almost suffocated me while I was sleeping, sidekick. Like, you can't do that. Yeah, in real life, like, when you have someone who you uh, are, like, demeaning into being subservient to you, you don't openly talk about them uh, maybe rebelling in the future. Yes. Like, part of it is you have to- you don't tell them that you're doing that. Yeah. You don't be like, yeah, you're shitty, and I'm telling you you're shitty so that you serve me. It's just, it's very weird to see the portrayal there as just, like, no subtlety, but it is Star Wars. Yeah, that's true. And I mean, like, Emperor Palpatine is that kind of evil hero, or evil hero, evil villain. Oh, hot take. Yeah. (laughs) Evil villain where you're like, do you, do you want to do this for any reason other than to be the bad guy in this? Like, I guess you want immortality? But only so that he can keep doing evil. Yeah, like, yeah. why? You don't seem to be enjoying your life very much. Yeah, he does. He's always cackling. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got me there. He really is, over time, he turns into one of those, uh, like, a political caricature where he's got a giant <laughs> pasty brain. And he's yeah, just when he starts wearing evil. that sash around that says Liberty. <laughs> uh, remember how one of, I, for, I forget which one even, but one of the Star Wars movies tried to have me be like, surprise, it was Governor Palpatine who was the bad guy. Like, yeah, yeah of course it was. Obviously it was. What are you talking about? I mean, I don't think they actually were like that on account of his name was Palpatine. Yeah, but yeah. they never say Palpatine in the old movies. Don't they? Nope. They just call him the Emperor. Oh, huh. Okay, well, anyway. Yeah. uh, One second into it, though, when you see the actor playing uh, (laughs) Senator Palpatine, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And they do try to play it off like, can you believe it? It was him. Like, yeah, do you think we forgot about the other movies? What do you mean? Do we believe this? (laughs) I think the prequels were made for people who'd never seen the original movies. (laughs) I guess. (laughs) That would make more sense. And then it ruins the actual good twist that Darth Vader is Anakin Skywalker. 
Yep. Yep. Uh, that's why I'm con- I've been, I was convinced by the internet that the correct watch- viewing order, if you've never seen them and don't know the twists, is four and five, and then you end on a cliffhanger with Darth Vader being like, I'm your father, and then you watch, uh, episodes two and three, and then you find out, oh no, Palpatine, that guy that we liked, who was a little creepy, is evil, actually. <laughs> Because he doesn't show up until Return of the Jedi, so if you don't watch that before the prequels, then you don't know that he's already bad. When do you have to watch all of Clone Wars? Uh, you could actually replace Episode 2 with all of Clone Wars if you wanted. Mm, trick okay. question, you don't have to watch Clone Wars. Mm. About that. Uh, yeah, that's true too, you don't have to watch any of this, it's just, <laughs> it's all make-believe. <laughs> Only watch documentaries from now on. None of this is required reading. Yeah. Okay. I got a random page. Oh, yeah. And my random page is the big five Uh-oh. from Yu-Gi-Oh, apparently. Uh. <laughs> uh, apparently, this is a group of five board members of the Kaiba Corporation from the anime Yu-Gi-Oh. Collectively, they serve as the main antagonists of the Legendary Heroes arc, but are secondary antagonists of the Virtual wor- World arc. Uh, their names are Gansley, Crump, <laughs> Johnson, Nesbitt, and Lecter. I love Fuck, it. That's good. Oh, man, I Holy love shit, it. shit, that's a good <laughs> list of names. Those are I'm so gonna, close to real, uh, like, European names. Yes. I'm gonna say those again slower so that anyone who has five fish and are trying to come up with names for them can use these. It's got really big Bobson Dugnut energy. Yes! <laughs> Gansley, Crump, Johnson, Nesbitt, and Lecter. <laughs> God, they're so good. <sighs> um, so I guess these are like, is the are they the board members of a corporation that plays uh, magic cards? I was wondering that. There's a picture of them. They're wearing suits as if they're like CEOs. So what's their deal? Mm. I mean, it says they're board members of the Kaiba Corporation. What is mm. the Kaiba uh, Corporation? Their deal? goals are to take over the Kaiba Corporation, get out of the virtual world, and get revenge on Seto Kaiba. All failed. All failed. Hold on. Matt, look at the section that says members. Uh, members. Which is just below what you read. And read that real quick. Gansley is the leader and founder of the Big Five who started his business career from a lemonade stand that he stole from (laughs) the Yes. So we know he's bad. Good. Crump is an accountant who is obsessed with penguins. Fine. Yeah, it's anime. That's some lalsa random bullshit that I'm not into. Johnson is a legal expert, lawyer, and judge who sets people up, at one point convincing a jury that a hydrophobic man stole a boat. (laughs) Awesome. Uh, Nesbitt is an expert in technology who wanted to make machines for war, and Lecter is the former vice president of Kaiba Corp and its best duelist. Okay, so they um, do play Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah. Well, uh, they'd have to to be villains in Yu-Gi-Oh, right? I mean, you could just... Is there ever an episode of Yu-Gi-Oh where Yu-Gi-Oh's like, I'm gonna play my trap card, and then somebody just shoots him with a gun? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, okay, cool. If you play the trap card, I'm I'm killing you. I'm gonna cut your, yes. I'm gonna cut your arms off. Try playing cards now. <laughs> Yu-Gi-Oh versus Saw. <laughs> the problem with things like this that are about kids like hey child you could be the star of the story because you could play this game really good which is then the villains are people who like commit actual murders yep but you're all gonna play cards together 
Yeah, yeah it's too. it's just it's the same thing in Pokemon where it's like, yeah. oh, Team Rocket's only goal is to steal someone's Pokemon. They're not going to do like money laundering or <laughs> rob a <laughs> bank. See, that's not so bad. But then in uh, in future games of Pokemon, the plot becomes like, oh, the bad guys want to open a portal to a hell dimension. <laughs> yeah, well... And then it's not so great that you're battling your squirrels and <laughs> sparrows anymore. Yeah, but they I, are still like, hey, I know we're religious zealots, but we do settle all of our differences with friendly Pokemon competitions. <laughs> yeah, it is It is weird that like the people who are advocates of the return of the giant fire monster or whatever aren't like, I don't know, hanging people outside their lair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they just have a Pikachu's head on a spike right outside. <laughs> yes. Here be dragon types. Mm, pretty good. <laughs> definitely Thank you. Bullshit, this guy. Yep. Uh, Alright. Uh, is it possible that Yu-Gi-Oh! is actually very good? No. Because this is awesome. <laughs> I heard that the first, uh, like, arc and their end season of Yu-Gi-Oh! They aren't just playing the card game Duel Monsters or whatever it's called. Um, Duel Masters, isn't it? I have no idea. It can't be Duel Monsters. That's not... Duel Masters is the name of another anime, though, so I don't know. Uh, but they, uh, Yugi is possessed by a, like, mummy's ghost that is addicted to gambling, so he just, like, (laughs) he plays all kinds of games where the, like, the thing that you gamble is your soul. Oh, boy. That's awesome. Yeah, but they didn't- What's the mummy gonna do with all these souls? Uh, I don't know, eat them. Watch all of Yu-Gi-Oh! Where's it streaming? Uh, they didn't actually bring that season to the United States, they skipped it and just went straight to the card game season. What the fuck, man? Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! Well, is streaming on Netflix, you guys. Ooh. So that's my week. And I'm going to tell you that I got a random page, and I've linked it for you. Yep. And it is Leopard Seal from the New Zealand story. The Leopard Seal is the main villain and final boss from the New Zealand story. No explanation for what that is. It looks like a quite pixelated image. Yeah, it looks like a Neopets minigame or something. (laughs) Well, we're seeing like a a forest and a gate that says zoo, and there's a volcano behind it. And then we see a huge seal in the foreground who has a big sack full of little chicks, like baby chickens. And there's one baby chicken wearing sneakers that's on the ground. And I'm guessing this uh, seal is bad because it's going to steal all these baby chicks. Yeah. It's a real bold move to call your zoo just zoo. <laughs> it definitely is. Like, you You're gotta be very zoo. confident that you are the zoo. <laughs> Maybe it's part of a larger, uh, like, national park, and this is just the area of it that is designated the zoo. Yeah, maybe there's only one zoo in New Zealand. I have no idea. New Zealand. Jen pointed pointed (laughs) out to me once when we were watching um, a a movie together that (laughs) a scene was taking place a character's funeral, and they showed a shot of from the outside of the cemetery, and the gate had wrought iron over it that just said cemetery. <laughs> and now I can't not see that when we watch movies, and they do it so often, and it's the dumbest shit. Oh, I love that yeah. so much. Just yeah. cemetery. Yep. Like, <laughs> to let you, the audience, know what's happening. Huh. I, uh, I looked up New Zealand story. First off, in the game... Uh, it's actually, New Zealand is all one word. Uh, it's an arcade game developed by Taito, where you play as a little chick with sneakers. Uh, it's actually- Taito Watiti, am I right? Yep, it's him. Uh, he's from New Zealand, I think. Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, you control Tiki, a kiwi who must save his girlfriend Fifi. Oh, they're mm. kiwis, they're oh, okay. not chickens. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, and sense, they remade the game for the Nintendo DS later. Yeah. So, here's what this tells me. The leopard seal came from the Atlantic Ocean and arrived at North Island, where he broke into a zoo and kidnapped all the kiwis who lived there. That bastard. Why did he come from the Atlantic Ocean? Why is that important? He must have come an incredibly long way to get to New Zealand, it's huh? That's true. Are leopard seals only native to the Atlantic Ocean, maybe? I have no idea. What kind of seals live around, uh, like, Alcatraz, then? If not leopard seals. Harp seals? Oh, boy, I don't know. I'm not gonna look this up. You guys have to... <laughs> Just deal with that. Yeah, I'm not going to look it up either. I'm also not going to look it up, but I just know that the leopard seal, or Hydrorga leptonix, Mm -hmm. uh, is native to the Antarctic. Okay, well, he really wants those kiwis, I guess. Yeah, I mean, that's all, that's Pacific and Atlantic are both up against that area. Mm, That is true. So, he's a villain. He doesn't seem that bad. I mean, I guess he wants to eat those birds. That's pretty bad. Um, he's a seal! Yeah, so, can you believe him? And I mean, also, like, all animals have to eat other animals. That's just the way of things. Yeah. Well, we don't. Well, we, we choose to. The, the science is out on that. <laughs> mm. Jeff? Oh, random page time. Yeah, I put yeah. mine in. Because uh, <laughs> you literally read the entire text of yours and there was just nothing to I it, did huh? Not. Uh, no, I'm saying it was... Talk about the the text at the bottom where it tells you how he fights. (laughs) It was an (laughs) incident. With a balloon and a gun. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah, he blows up a balloon to distract you so that you think you're going to play Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and then he shoots you with a gun. (laughs) Um, I don't know why that would work, but... uh, I got Kevin Dunn, the main... You put the link in the thing. I did. You You did not. What the hell? Uh, Here... Okay. There it is. Uh, he's the main antagonist from the 1990 oh. film Sna- 1998 film Snake Eyes. It's Gary Sinise. <laughs> yep. It is. I've never heard of this movie. Power slash skills using his gun. <laughs> Everyone's got a gun. Very good. So, is, Snake Eyes, is, is this about our favorite X-Men, The Gambit? It's not. <laughs> I think this was that movie that, like, all of the stuff was from sec- the point of view of, like, security cameras in a casino. Hmm. Huh. I don't know. That's interesting oh, yeah. to tell a thriller oh. as a oh, found yeah. footage movie. There, I think it's the one, because it says boxing match near the beginning, it's triggering my memory, where there's a boxing match and they think that it was rigged somehow or, like, thrown on purpose and they're only able to check the security footage? Yeah, yeah, I think that that's, yeah. I think so. Well, if it was we'll good, I probably would have heard more about it, <laughs> is what I think. There's a character in this called Julia Costello, but they just keep referring to her as Costello, and I want it to be Elvis Costello so badly, <laughs> because it takes place in Vegas, so it's not that wild. It takes place in Atlantic City, doesn't it? Oh, who knows? Who cares? Impossible to know. It in says, a casino. Well, it says right at the beginning. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah, this sounds... Wow, they sure wrote a huge synopsis of the plot of this just to tell you about Kevin Dunn, I guess. Yeah. Especially because... Kevin Dunn is barely featured in this plot synopsis. Oh, right. This is that Nick Cage movie. Oh, Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, I was thinking it was Kevin Costner, but Nick Cage makes it. Directed by Brian De Palma. Huh. I think this came out right around the same time that Face Off came out, and I remember not being able to tell which movie was which, because (laughs) they had, like, the commercials were almost identical. That makes sense. Uh, This is... So... The the difference is that Face Off is the one where he takes his face off, off. 
Well, you don't know that he doesn't do that in this as well. That's true. I haven't seen it. Yep. Oh, man. I'm gonna, I don't want to know anything more about Snake Eyes. Uh, <laughs> I really love that just this normal man from a movie nobody cares about is uh, is here on the villain's wiki. <laughs> Crimes, three question marks. Hobby, N.A. <laughs> I really like that they categorize, I guess, all villains a type of villain, and his type of villain is corrupt officer. I clicked on, there's, he's tagged with a bunch of uh, apt uh, content tags, and one of them is live action villains, and I clicked on that just because I was curious. So many of the ones on here are not live action. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh like, yeah. That's what? the problem with wikis. Why is- This is wild. The the monsters from A Quiet Place, I don't know, I haven't seen it. Maybe they are, like, a person in a suit. They should no. look like I mean, to me. I think yeah, because yeah. it's from live-action media, that's what they're saying. But they have uh, two different articles for Robotnik, and one is from the movie, and the other is the big cartoon one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have a character from Space Ghost. That was a cartoon for sure. End-to-end yeah. end, a cartoon. Yeah. Uh, I really like, there's a lot of very expected pop culture things, but under trending pages for villains that I can see is Rolf from The Sound of Music, who is the boy that Liesl falls in love with, but then he turns into a Nazi. Yep. Villain, for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Ooh, Destroyers of Innocence is another category. Oh, holy moly. Ooh, Let's okay. see. I want to see. Uh, is that something that um, Kevin Dunn is? Yes, he is apparently a destroyer of innocence. Oh, this is going to have, like, sex creeps in it, though. Yeah. yeah, there's, okay, there's categories here. There's characters who abuse or corrupt children, characters whom a protagonist admires deeply in the past, and upon finding the character's true nature, the protagonist is visibly distressed, <laughs> characters who betray loved ones, characters who mastermind a particularly shocking event, pretty good, characters who apparently <laughs> seem to be harmless or innocent, but it is only one facet to hide its true true nature and can easily commit atrocities. They are struggling with pronouns on this page. Yeah. Uh, and characters who turn their victim to the dark side. Yeah. I really like that uh, for the categories for Kevin Dunn, there are 19 of them, so I just scroll through quickly. But one of the categories is anti-villain. And on your villains wiki, what do you consider to be an anti-villain? Ooh, I yeah, I do want to know what that is. Uh, the anti-villain is the opposite of an anti-hero. While the anti-hero often fights on the side of good but with selfish motives, the anti-villain plays a villain's game but for a noble cause. That is At least true. in their eyes. <laughs> Although That's a great category of villains I never thought about before. So this is what we were saying is the best well-rounded villain, a villain who thinks they're the hero. No, this is a good guy who's doing villain stuff to be, like, heroic. He's the villain of the story, but right. in a larger context, he's a, a hero. Yeah, yeah like, uh, like the Avengers in Infinity War are anti-villains for sure, because absolutely Thanos is the protagonist of that movie. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> but like in like a, a crime movie where, you, like Ocean's Eleven, the cops are, mm -hmm. are the villains, but they're actually preventing theft. What are you saying? So they're anti-villains. Because they're they are good in that they are trying to prevent villainous acts, but we root for the villains who okay. are the protagonists. Yeah, it gets very complicated for me between anti-villain and anti-hero. I guess if you have an anti-hero, then their villain has to be an anti-villain, right? Uh, not necessarily. Like Wolverine is an anti-hero and just straight fights straight up bad guys. In a lot of those villain stories, though, Magneto has a point. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, he, is he an anti-villain? 
Maybe uh, sometimes I think he is. Okay. Uh, yeah, I would say usually because his goal is um, for like mutants to be liberated. But I think it's different because I don't think an anti-villain is just somebody who does bad things because they want for good reasons. I think it has to be somebody who is only a villain in the context of the point of view of the story. Oh. But like a, an outsider to the whole scenario who didn't know the context would be like, well, clearly the guy who's trying to stop that person from stealing a car is the hero. Well, I'm sorry, Matt. You had some thoughtful things to say, but in this category, popular anti-villains in Include Magneto from the X Men. So. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a character that actually I think is very good. Is it includes Severus Snape from Harry Potter? And instantly mm. I was like, oh, I understand better what this article is trying to say now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Anti villains are mostly incels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. <laughs> they seem like creeps, but they're actually noble. Hmm. I don't know. Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Snape sucks. He was just a regular villain. Yeah. Yeah. But the way he what? was written and the way this article is talking, I understand. Yeah. Is he a villain? I guess he's definitely a pervert. <laughs> he certainly yeah. abuses a child because that child's mother who died when the child was one year old wouldn't suck his dick when they were teenagers. <laughs> and the, the worst part of that whole story is she actually did like Snape, but then he's like, no, I'm going to be an angry incel now. And she's <laughs> like, well, okay then. Bye. <laughs> cool. I'm going to I'm gonna go hang out with this tall jock. Like, obviously, yeah. if you're going to be weird about it. <laughs> This guy who's nice to me, I think I might want to hang out with him. Yeah, and he's really good it's at sports. Okay, like, can, I guess my my kid will name my grandkid after you. Uh God, name your name your kids after Hagrid, the only person who was ever nice to you in your whole miserable life. You prick. Yeah, yeah exactly. but just be, I mean, Hagrid is a an anti anti villain. In the, he Uh-oh. is. He is nice, but he fucking ruins Harry's life constantly. <laughs> yeah, but only in comedic ways. <laughs> no! He, in, he drastically endangers Harry's life constantly. Yeah, that's true. He's the one who came and told him he was a wizard. <laughs> well, that's certainly true. He's also just like, hey, Harry, take care of this murder dragon for me for a while, please, or else I'll be sad. It always turned out fine. <laughs> it did, but Harry didn't know that. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, and also the adult in the situation, Hagrid, also didn't know that it was my turn to find. <laughs> <laughs> no, he knew about the prophecy that Harry was invincible and could never die. Um, <laughs> that was. Do you like the idea that Hagrid thought that the prophecy meant that if Harry died, Voldemort would just drop dead wherever he was too, and that's why he kept putting him in danger? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like, like the. I don't have the guts to kill this child, but I'm just going to keep leaving him in the hands of like giant spiders or whatever. I I like the uh, the opposite that he thinks what the prophecy means is until Voldemort is killed, Harry is immortal. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll give Harry all the most dangerous jobs I can think of then, so that I don't have to endanger a person who could get hurt. Yeah, he's invincible because we know that that uh, ghost of a snake is somewhere out there still. <laughs> oh, golly. Harry oh, Potter is stupid tired. as hell. 
It's true. Hey, can we talk about how Horcruxes is, is a terrible way to achieve immortality real quick? Uh, no, it's good. It's good as a metaphor because then it sets things up like a video game and you know exactly which things you have to go and find. It's just a phylactery. It's a literary device, but in practice, it's like, hey, if you do this very, very dangerous thing, then you can maybe split your soul off. But you won't really know for sure if it worked until you die. And then even if it did work, after you die, you will just be a ghost and won't be able to do anything. Yeah, that's... that's a total metaphor for everything about life and death that you like to put into fiction. Yeah. Yeah, it, I'm just saying, like, it's not a good plan, Voldemort. You had to get mega lucky, yeah, yeah. like, ten times to get to where you were. You know what would have been really funny? If at the end they revealed that, like, none of the Horcruxes worked. <laughs> they didn't. It didn't happen. <laughs> you just stab him with a knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They just, like, they well, they kill him, just normal. And like, here's all your Horcruxes. We didn't destroy them because that wasn't real. We made it up to trick you. <laughs> I mean, they do say that he did a lot of stuff before Horcruxes to try to get immortal. Yeah. And like, what if it was one of the other ones? Yeah. <laughs> like, we don't know. It turns out if you are just nice to people, then you get to be immortal. <laughs> That's actually how it works in That's Harry the Potter. That's basis of the uh, Christian church, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, Christianity is right in Harry Potter. That's the irony. <laughs> they do talk about religion a couple times in those books, I think. Yeah, but in vague terms. Yeah. It'd be wild, though, to live in a world where wizarding is real and also religion is around, because you'd be like, well, why don't you just do a spell to find God? <laughs> yeah, well, actually, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I think humanity is robust enough in their stupidity that if suddenly wizards were real, people would be like, yeah, I'm not changing anything about my worldview. Fuck you. Um, have either of you guys read the uh, A Wizard of Earthsea? No. I read the first one, but I don't remember literally anything mm. about it. it. It was very fun to me because, like, in every other uh, sort of kid's magic thing, you can do whatever you want with magic, but unlike all those other things, the main character tries to do something far beyond what is reasonable. He tries to bring back... He's like, oh yeah, you think I can't bring people back to life? Watch this! And then when he does it, a, like, monster comes out of hell and chases him for the rest of his life. You're thinking of a uh, Full Metal Alchemist, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea that, like, yeah, magic can do whatever, but, like, you probably shouldn't. You're probably not good enough at it, and even if you did it, it would suck. <laughs> Yes. All right. Well, the important thing is you're probably not good enough, everyone. And so even if you did it, it would suck. For the week. Yeah, the yeah. pressure's off you now, though. So think about it that way. <laughs> Uh, all right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. If you liked the show, please rate and review us on iTunes, and please tell your friends about it. Here's your homework. Uh, post something about our show on social media this week, please. <laughs> that would be cool. Yep. Uh, speaking of social media, if you want to find us, we're on Twitter, at HackTheNetPod. Uh, and if you want to talk to us directly, you can join our Discord by direct messaging us. Um, you can message me on Mastodon, at MattHeron, at Mastodon.cloud. I'm also on Mastodon, mastodon.cloud slash at JK. You can find me on Snapchat and Instagram, JeffJK. Um, follow me there. Message any of us on social media to get an invite to our Discord. Go to weaponize, oh, my bad. Go to, uh, <laughs> weaponizedlanguage.com and, um, listen to the more episodes of this podcast. Listen to the podcast that it was before it was this podcast. Listen to my other defunct podcasts. 
Um, that's it. Okay, you can find me on Mastodon at Louisa at Mastodon.xyz. Alrighty, guys. Well, thanks very much for coming out. Please come back next time. But in the meantime, I am a hacker, and this is my manifesto. It's always different, but it's never good. It's always different, but it's <laughs> never good. Jeff. <laughs> you can't, you can't <laughs> take your own phrase. <laughs> you can't keep changing it and ma- steal someone else's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's become the villain he always hated. <laughs> it's me. It's always been me. Catchphrase. It's me. <laughs> Wario. Wah.